like, how much did a hippo weigh? Like, one and a half tons? Uh, I'm not falling for this one. I was very wrong. I said 1.5. It's 3.5 tons. 3.5 tons? So, like, what, 6,000, 7,000 pounds? 3,200 kilograms. Holy shit. (laughs) That's just so hard for me to conceptualize, like... It seems like to weigh that much, you would have to be just such a massive thing. And, and, like, they don't seem like they're overly, you know, gigantic. It's just they're dense. Yeah, they're pure mass. You know... And uh, the craziest thing is that they're the smallest pachyderms. Really? Yeah, both rhinos and elephants are bigger than them. See, I wouldn't have thought rhinos. That elephant, absolutely, like, for sure. That makes yeah. perfect sense. But I would have thought a rhino was, like, a little smaller. Cause they seem No, like rhinos are them. larger. Damn. And they are faster. They can run 50 clicks. That's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing it's, that It's big. literally, like, it is a biological tank. Well, you know something? We're missing one of the great tanks, one of the great beasts in human history, our dear friend Chancellor, who is not with us today. He is a beast mostly in mentality, but he is gone. He also, he wouldn't want me to tell you this, but he also weighs about 9,900 okay. no, pounds. no, he does not. no. No, he does not. No. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. N- Megan. Uh, no, he makes it I look mean, good, sorry, though. I just meant, you know, one of those yeah's when you're just trying to move on and make you guys stop talking yeah. about what you're, what you're trying to do? He's curvaceous. Um, uh, Dean, I have your doctor on the phone. Your doctor says you actually weigh uh, 9,900 pounds. Well, okay. Uh, well, everyone knows to... that I'm actually a stick figure yeah. and that I can, I like. It's all I'm in your of, ass. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to the Late Late Capitalism Show. We're we're not going to talk about hippos the whole episode. No. I promise. No, only like forty five. Also, I didn't on even know we were recording during that, so yeah. we heard a lot heard a lot of typing and clicking. My bad. She's looking uh, at pornography. Because I have to keep the whole right. hippo segment in now. Yeah. Megan, um, what exact kind of pornography were you looking at, and like like that you generally prefer? Yeah, um, that's a good question. So this week we're going to be talking about <laughs> the new city councilors. No, no. we had not a yet. request. No. This is like having a podcast with the school principal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There will be is. no running in the halls. <laughs> I was not looking at pornography. <laughs> um, did I ever tell you guys about... I think I've told you guys this in actuality, but I, did I tell this story on the pod about um, our... Uh, so I went to a... Uh, what's it called? An immersion French oh. school. Uh, and I did not take those classes because I then, <laughs> as of now, despise the French. Mm. Um, You're going to get canceled for being francophobic again. Yeah. And but so. Careful. Uh, I, I was dating a girl who was in these classes and she told me about uh, the history teacher for the French immersion classes uh, who showed this movie. Uh, it was like a movie, French subtitles. I cannot remember the actress that was in it, but it was like a young, like, she was like 19 when they shot this film, actress, who in one scene is like completely nude. Mm. Uh, Sorry, what movie are you talking about? I, I don't know the movie. I don't know the actress. Are you talking you about just, Blue is the Warmest Color? Sure, why not? Okay. Uh, is that movie in French? I don't even know. No, it's I've not. I've never seen it. You suggested uh, it. I don't know. So, and, no, no, it like, this French. is like a movie from the 90s. Oh, okay. But anyway. Shallow Hell. This, <laughs> yeah, shallow hell. Although blue is the warmest color is in French, Jesse. They're trying to call me a liar. Okay. Blue is the warmest color. Yeah. Anyways, but anyways, there there's a scene where this woman is naked, and it's, it's a just a quick scene, uh, and 
the teacher, I'm trying not to say his name and it's mm-hmm. tough, <laughs> but uh, our, our, the French history teacher. Yeah, Mr. Feeney. Uh, yeah, Mr. Feeney. Yeah. Um, he is like, you know, watching this movie intently. All the kids are watching it. It's like, you know, towards Christmas break where you're just like watching movies in class. Mm. Uh, and he pauses it after the scene ends and he says, okay, folks. Like, you need to, like, really pay attention here because, like, this is a really important scene in the movie. And, like, all of the themes and, like, topics that they're discussing in this scene, I need you to really internalize and digest. And then he rewinds. No. This is real. This is not a joke. He rewinds and then plays the scene where she's completely nude again. I've told this story on the pod before. I've yeah. heard this story. I've never told this story on the pod. But, like, yeah, that that is real. That is true. I've interacted with this man before. Uh, and, yeah, there's, like, at least one of those guys at every high school in the country yeah guaranteed uh, well yes uh until they eventually make it into the blue pages and then they are no longer in any school ever period yeah (laughs) no just i'm now just imagining mr feeney being like dean you have to watch it you have to look very closely there's a very important lesson here and then he like slides his hand under your leg Wow. <laughs> Under my leg? <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah, like picks you up in a basket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He basket carries you out of the room. That'd uh, be sick. Yeah, we got a request from a dear, beloved friend of ours, uh, a bang-up individual, a real jam-up gal, and she asked us if we can talk about the Kingston Municipal Election, which at the time of airing was like three days ago, so October 24th. Yeah, Yeah, and apparently last time we talked about city councillors, we like did... uh, Oh, Mary Fuck uh, Kill. Yeah, yeah. so we have uh, eight new councillors, so I Mm -hmm. didn't do any research on the uh, three that we already had because you can go listen to our old episode and also i was running out of time so uh sorry to uh, gary and uh, lisa and um ryan not gonna be talking well we'll just say kill 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 no that's a crime we're playing fuck Mary, kill we, we can switch something out for kill i can i can get down with that like Fuck, Mary, and maybe like fire from a cannon, because that doesn't necessarily imply that we are killing them. It just yeah. implies that we'd maybe like them not to be Put on them, council. Yeah, on I don't. I don't want to say factor. that we're gonna marry oh, someone. Fear factor. No, I like that because we can come up with fear factor challenges for each. Yeah, one. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Or this whole instead yeah. of doing Oosterhoff is getting FMK. like dunked into a, a dunk tank full of cockroaches. Yeah. Or mm. okay. Well, yeah, we can just. Uh, Decide what what challenges everybody has to do because we don't want to really uh, bang or marry or do. do anything bad to any of them. So, uh, anyways, yeah, you know, we'll we'll come up with something something fun, but let's uh, let's go down the list. We'll we'll end off. With Mare, because that's the that's the big one, you know. We'll yeah. Kinda... Well, also, it's just Brian Patterson, no. again, so I have nothing new no, to say. No, that's not right. <laughs> no, we we'll see the results. The la, results. la 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 la. I'm not listening. Yeah, we'll see what the results say. I'm starting at the bottom of the page, Megan, so I don't uh, want to yeah. be spoiled. And then we'll get here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, first, for loyalist Kataraki, <laughs> I can never say. Is it Kataraki? <laughs> no, Kataraki. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't Kater- know. I should, Kateriki. I should figure out how to pronounce Kateriki. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have uh, Paul okay, good. Chavez. Cha- it's actually not Chavez. Is he, it Chaves? He, he Canadianized Chaves. a Spanish last name. No way. To yep. Chaves? Yep. 
No way. That's a joke. Oh, I didn't, I didn't like, kidding. listen to it anywhere. Okay. No, so. well, it, is, it is Paul Chaves and Jackie Collier. I'll talk okay. about this one, because I... If, this... if, that, if that's not a joke, then the guy himself is a joke. Okay. No, and I swear, because I thought it was Paul Chavez as well, because that's how it's spelt, and everywhere else in the world, that's how it's pronounced. But no, he uh, he Canadianized his last name to Chaves, or rather his family did, because they live in Kingston, which is extremely white. So this is actually one of the more interesting races. Uh, Paul Chaves, I have not heard good things about. Most people are just kind of like, well, he's just kind of like a loud, like middle-aged guy. But his opponent, Jackie Collier, is like a real estate psychopath, mm. like mm. a superpower broker. Like, uh, oh man, she is. Oh, if you have ever been in the same room with her, you feel this overwhelming sense of dread and evil, much like she were the titular barbarian from the movie Barbarian. Like, just this is she, horrible woman. Is she, like, like a condo queen, like, building all those, like, really oh, yeah. hideous buildings on Princess? So, the district that uh, she's in is the suburbs. Like, it's the oh. ultimate suburbs, but she's definitely yeah. somebody who's like, oh, yeah, like, we need... Like this is a huge gentrifying woman. If yeah. these if these the, suburbs weren't already super white, they would be the whitest that they could yeah, possibly she, be. The Sultan of Sprawl. Yeah, exactly. So this race is very funny because Paul Chaves got seventeen hundred and nine votes. Jackie Collier got sixteen seventy four. So within thirty, forty votes. But yeah, Jackie CBC Collier says thirty five vote difference. Yep. That is crazy. Jackie Collier immediately and I knew she was going to do this. Like I knew the second that Did she came say out. recount? Yep. Oh my god! <laughs> Immediately, she like before the night even ended. She's like, "We are going yep. to demand a recount." And she was. It was like within, and I get it to a sense. Forty votes is a pretty insignificant amount. I would do the exact same thing. Yeah, in position for sure. But it's just funny that like you know, if you've ever you'll you'll see Jackie Collier signs all over the West End. She looks like somebody that would have been executed by the Secret Service on January sixth. <laughs> <laughs> so her demanding this was two on the nose and two. Too perfect. She uh, is very blonde. It's yeah, not often you see someone so blonde, you know? She is impossibly blonde. Like, it is yeah, like hard to look at the way that you can't look at the sun. <laughs> exactly. So, Paul Chaves, as of the time of publication, is the counselor for District 2. And, you know, like, we could put him on a Fear Factor challenge, and my Fear Factor challenge would be to eat some authentic, down-home, cooked, like, South American food, because he mm. has Canadianized his last name, and I think his head would explode if he tried authentic cooking. Now. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah. do have some. He, he has to go on hot ones. Yeah. So I have some. If this is your your riding and you want to learn more about him, um, so yeah, super close race. He was the union president with the Correctional Service of Canada, so all of your dads <laughs> yeah, okay. are, are yeah. going to vibe with him. So I have an idea about... And like I'm not going to dodge. That's the most guy. morally neutral thing possible. <laughs> I, know, I know. But but he's uh there's a car in an area I I run through and on that car and on its front lawn are no more lockdown signs and a correction service Canada bumper sticker. So I'm like, is that mm-hmm. <laughs> he, didn't, my man. he didn't see like he didn't seem super no more lockdowny from mm-hmm. from this. Um, so his website highlights his years of community service. Um, he says like his priorities are traffic and parking issues, um, <laughs> which is <laughs> unclear. What? It seems a little like car based, but it, he also posts about pedestrian safety, crosswalks, well, support for speed end, limit reductions. Last year, there was a child that was killed coming out of school in like. 
by a speeding driver. Yeah, so, so that was thing. like a huge issue Very for, for many of the many yes. of the people that have been elected. But he does support speed limit reduction, so that's good. Yep, um, that's he fine. says fiscal responsibility to tackle inflation. That's going to be a common theme throughout these candidates. <laughs> what is he going to do as a counselor? Basically, they're saying that like they're they're not going to spend very much money oh, with the city this year because we're going into a recession. Um, so he wants to tackle the nursing and doctor shortage by recruiting more people to the city, increase access to parks and outdoor activities. He wants well-paid green jobs. Um, so support and attract innovative entrepreneurs, mm. which I no, would argue you. that the best green jobs would come from the government. But, yeah. you know, okay. <laughs> no. um, <laughs> He's going to bring Tesla in and they're going to blow up like the, the royal milk factory. Yeah. yeah. Um, That'd be so sick. Like, like you know, bringing Tesla have a big factory back there in Kingston. It's like you're just making like improvised explosive devices yeah. in our town. That'd Which be so cool. Would be great for our listeners. That would actually save us a lot of time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's disrupting the We're we're cutting out the middleman. Yeah. <laughs> um so he wants to reduce dependence on fossil fuels, protect water, forests, and farmland, which, yay, I guess. Um, he says that, <laughs> this was funny, on his Facebook page, he says that outgoing counselors, like the people that didn't rerun, commented on the difficult, like, work-life balance of being a counselor. And he just posted being like, that will not be a problem for me. I'm retired and my kids are grown up and I'm yeah. going to dedicate, like, all my time to this. And I was That's like, right. I just, like, posted, I'm like, a I have no life. Psycho. <laughs> yeah. But... No, like, it, it was nice. Like, I'm sure he will be able to, like, yeah. fully dedicate himself. Like, that's good. There's nothing um, else going on. <laughs> he, I, I only have to be a psycho for an hour yeah. each week on this pod, you know? <laughs> um, I also thought it was nice. He was He's very passionate about transparency and, like, disclosing donor lists. So, like, and <laughs> I'm not hating too, on him this yeah. for this. Like, this totally makes sense for a small municipal election. Yeah, that was actually a big but thing, especially dis- in District 5. Yeah, but he disclosed his donor list and it was four people. Which I just thought was, like, really nice, honestly. He's like, and he said, like, I only have four people. They donated, like, $100 each. Here are their names. And I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. Um, And then he argues that those getting big money from developers should be questioned on where their interests lie. Guess guess who his opponent got funding from. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, that's why he said it. Because, like, Jackie Collier, she she literally had people going door to door in that district and, like, knocking on doors being like, can we count on you to pledge your soul and blood and bone for Jackie Collier? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he also posts a lot of of community events that are happening, which is pretty nice. So, overall, I'm like, okay, he seems like the most normal city councillor ever. Uh, There's Um, there's one person we're coming up to a little bit later who I would say is much, like, super normal, but, yeah, you know what? (laughs) You you could do worse. Like, one of them in one of the districts is actually, like, a very sweet person that I know. So Yeah, I think... On on my tombstone, I just wanted to say Dean, he was super normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think I know who you're talking about, Jesse. And up yeah. next, or are we done with the Fear Factor Challenge? Are we happy with uh, eating some yummy South American food? Or, or like, no, he, we're going to do this for every service. single person. Oh, yeah, no, she, she just means yeah. for Paul specifically. Yeah, yeah, for Paul. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, are yeah. You, are you happy with that challenge? <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. that, that works. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Yeah, all right. District three. Okay, so um, I don't know. I don't have the numbers here, so I'm just going to go by the I names. Do. So yep. Lake, I'm on Lakeside. Is that oh, District 3? No, I've got it. So I'll do I'll do the districts because I have those up, and I can talk about the vote share. So District 3 is Collins Bay Ridge. So it's, oh, it's, that one I didn't focus on because yeah, Lisa won again. There's yeah. not a lot to talk about here, but Lisa Osanek, 75%. 
I think she's an incumbent, right? Yeah. Yeah, so perfect. Then, yeah, District 4. So that is Lakeside, and this one's another really close race. Yeah, super close race. Not as close as the first one, but it's like Pretty 51 close. and 49% or something. Yeah. So yeah. second place with uh, just under 1,600 votes is Wayne Hill, and the person who actually won the Lakeside District 4 is Wendy Steven, who Honestly, is a and like, current school teacher Seems at like an upgrade a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what we said about Wayne Hill last time, but just like... Wendy seems decent. I don't know. So, so this is another one where I can speak without, of course, like doxing myself and going into too much detail. But I know Wendy. I have uh, worked with her in an education capacity. And yeah, she's just like a very sweet, like uh, young professional woman who teaches like she teaches primary grades. So, you know, she's very patient, which is mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like we, we were talking about that when I was working alongside her and uh, she has a pretty she's like I worry about her getting overwhelmed with teaching like her life. I know it seems like busy. Yeah, that's wild. But at the same time, she's Go an extremely her. organized person. And like, it's a really good, if that were my district, I would have voted for her without question. Like she's a very good person. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't have, Oh, sorry, Dean. Uh, e- even beyond like the, the personal connection, anyone who like is, you know, running for government and is also a primary school teacher mm-hmm. is like basically like Sardaukar, like just like an elite warrior, yeah. <laughs> you know, like one of the most disciplined, focused people you could ever imagine. And she has so, like, like a-, a busy class. Like I've seen this woman in action. I'm like, oh, my God, I could not do what she is doing. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't have a ton. Her platform, to be honest, was not super robust. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she also says fiscal responsibility to tackle inflation. They basically all say that. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So she wants to improve and protect the local environment, which is what her big thing was, yep. was climate. Um, cool. So uh, she wants to address key issues like housing, infrastructure, and social services through a climate lens. Um, so this was an article from Global um, about all the candidates in this writing, and she was the only one that responded, so. So well. <laughs> yeah, um, that's about right. <laughs> and she wants to advocate for the community that she's representing. Um, and she supports neither raising taxes nor reducing services. Um, instead, thinking critically about expenditures. And in that article, there was multiple respondents um, from different writings. And Paul Chavez, Chavez I don't know, what it was, Chaves, sorry, yeah, like um, said basically the exact same thing. So all of them are like, we're not going to raise taxes and we're not going to cut any programming and we're going to save money for this recession. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) All those things together make perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, So fun. And a lot of them too, like it wasn't super like pro business from Paul Chaves and Wendy Stephen, Mm -hmm. which I appreciated, but like literally everybody was like, we love business. You're not going to have to pay any taxes. And I'm like, okay, where's all this money coming from then? Uh, But anyway, I will say Wendy did plant a tree with her class once. So she's actively done more to fight climate change than me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, so now we have Oh, and now. in terms of uh, Fear Factor. Oh, right, Fear Factor. Love Wendy dearly. My Fear Factor would be her having to teach in the United States of America. Just oh, in general. Wow. That would be <laughs> That's really a death hard. sentence. Yeah, wow. she, she, will be, she will have a bullseye placed on her by libs of TikTok. <laughs> she will be eradicated by, yes, the Hammer of Dawn from Gears of War. But That's, if anyone could survive it. That would yeah, be Wendy. Go Wendy. Yeah. yeah. Wendy, we love you. You get the podcast stamp of approval. <laughs> Do not listen to this with your class. <laughs> 
That would be normal to do. That would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this podcast played for children. And she keeps replaying it. She's like, this part is very important, and it's just me saying pussy. <laughs> Um, okay, so so Portsmouth um, oh, man. is Don Amos. Yep, this um, one's fucked. There oh, this so is a battleground, people. folks. Let's, let's count how many people ran. And there's some familiar names, including uh, Mr. Zachary Tyfair, who famously ran in the provincial election. As Zachary well. Taylor. Yeah. For former the, president. For the loser Green Party. So I there, think, yeah, I think we had seven people running yep. in this riding or something. And here are the vote share. So this is like a very funny one to look at. Uh, last place, Sebastian Valancourt with 31 votes. And then Ashley Perna with 108. Zachary Tyfair, 164. Then we had Nicole Florent, 232. Colleen Murphy, 503. This is a name that shocks me. Oren Nimmelman. Whoa. <laughs> that is a wild name. 578. And then, yes, Don Amos with 776. And this is another one I have a bit of inside baseball on where basically... Like, Portsmouth District 5 is full of old people, many of whom I know that were like, we're going to cast our votes for Don Amos, and he has a reliable name that we can trust. Yeah, these are the sort of people that say ye instead of the. (laughs) And it was like, all the old people voted for Don Amos, whereas uh, the demographics apparently were much more split amongst the six other candidates. Mm, But this was like another one where... This is a very pro-business, pro-development uh, crop of counselors. Like, I watched that debate. It was not worth your time. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it was like, we want to continue to build Kingston as a destination for tourists. And Portsmouth mm. plays an integral role in that. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck me. Because obviously, so sick. in the Portsmouth district, you have something which I believe I've talked about on the show before, which is the old coal dock that they're turning into a cruise ship station. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was up further... No, I guess I'm just wrong. No, I, I always thought it was like near where the ferry docks are, this, but that's no. a different construction. Yes. Yeah, this never is mind. like a, a very Wallisian idea, but like, you know, like just turning any place into a tourist destination. Ugh. Oh, well, oh my God. It's, yeah, it's like, like a, a tourist visiting a place and like commenting on like the, the culture or like general, uh, vibe of any area is like a fly on a rotting carcass talking about how nice the view is you know like they are the thing killing exactly what they're trying to appreciate is that like a david foster wallace thing that that yeah that's very yeah that's directly from a supposedly fun thing oh yeah that essay is great everyone read that essay yeah portsmouth is Alongside, like, the downtown area is a pretty demonic district. Like, I used to live in the Portsmouth district, and it is... It's nice. It is a nice nice. place, but there are some insane, like, psychos that live there. It's Mm. also famously where they put up those temporary tiny house cabins for Kingston's unhoused population. Fuck me. That's an old episode, Also, Jesse, last week we were making fun of you for not running for mayor, but I guess it'd be really hard if if you go on podcasts and say, the people that live in Portsmouth. 
parts for other yeah. fucking psychos. No, they are. Uh, and I would yeah, tell well, them that. Well, like, don't worry. We'll, we'll make him feel you. bad about that later. <laughs> yeah. No, I, once again, if I were to run for mayor, I would have to R. Bud Dwyer myself because I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so it's probably for the best. If you ever see yeah. me running for mayor, you are legally required to do a wellness check. Just, yeah, just wait until you're like an octogenarian and then do it. Oh, that'd you know? be so beast because I could really say anything I want and be like, oh, I have dementia. So you- It'd be sick. Yeah, yeah you could. Yeah, you just pull a feather out of old Joe's playbook. Yeah. Hey, man, look, listen here, fat. <laughs> listen here, Pat. My dad's car was so much longer than yours. Back when, back when I was living in Portsmouth District Five, I had a guy named Don Amos. A good, a good, reliable name. A name that you could see driving a car in a commercial. He wasn't even Puerto Rican. Yeah, he was. He was some type of Dutch. And, you know, after we helped them during the war and they sent us all those flowers and they got the name of the dams, you can't say because it talks about a woman who loves a woman. You can't say it anymore. What are you talking about? The dykes. Oh, my God. Hey, now. <laughs> okay. Um, so, anyway, his platform included ensuring appropriate and affordable housing, permanent solutions for addressing homelessness, uh-huh. which I know just a, means, like... A final uh, solution Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, Don, you did not word this well. Like, I know that you mean... How do we answer the homeless question? <laughs> So um, he also wants to attract companies that offer good entry-level jobs, support local businesses to create jobs. Um, His climate change things is to expand the fleet of electric vehicles. Mm. Um, (laughs) Well, you know, more electric buses I'm on board Oh, yeah, but I just like, you know, when like, especially at federal politics, when they're like, our climate change platform is to get Canadians into electric cars. And I'm like, it's just (laughs) like, yeah, you know, it's just sucking off people who bought bought Teslas. And it's just like, that's the smallest thing ever you could do. Like, we're not even changing our infrastructure. Um, but anyway, uh, he also wants to build more zero carbon buildings, which like this, uh, obviously this is another like innovation solution to climate change. But actually, if you're on city council, like we need our all of our buildings to be carbon neutral. Yeah, the fact that we are absolutely. still building non-carbon neutral buildings when we are in the worst like climate disaster ever is crazy to me. Um, he wants to develop additional green space, space, Foster good relationships between students, landlords, and the university. Oh. Which funny. Oh, we need to improve the student landlord. <laughs> Is he gonna dynamic. host powwows? Or? <laughs> wow. Um, he also argues for fiscal responsibility. Um, he wants to set a tax rate that meets city needs but remains affordable for residents and businesses. Also, Dean, you'll appreciate this. He's also a hockey and soccer coach. You love those guys. Yeah, I like. We need oh, more yeah. hockey and soccer coaches in politics they know how to lead men you know like strong good men no it's gonna be 14 years old in the greek like greek parliament where he's gonna like fight another counselor it's gonna gonna have hockey fights (laughs) they're actually gonna they're gonna have to put like a big pane of glass in front of him that he can bang on and get red faced well and folks wouldn't i love to put uh doug ford on uh time out on penalty Mm. folks Mm. i'd like to put him in the penalty box wow pretty good yeah yeah he's gay yeah um 
Also, <laughs> that's what I've been trying to imply. Yeah, that, that, that's, yeah. Well, that's what the hockey yeah. coach would call I, him. I, I'd like to explore Doug Ford's penalty box, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Don Amos. Uh, no, no, good. not done yet. Not done yet. Um, his website says he's happily married, in oh. case all you ladies were wondering. He worked as the interim <laughs> executive director for the Kingston Military Family Resource Center and in other community services. Um, he st- starts literally every Facebook post with, hi, folks, which oh. is kind of just cute. obviously whatever Uh, and then he says he's voted for all three parties in his life uh, (laughs) votes based on platforms which I also thought it was funny he said all three because he still didn't vote for the Greens nobody Nobody votes for the Greens now he was going to only if Annamy Paul ran (laughs) she did run was she for prime minister Yes, she ran for oh, prime man. minister. I thought I thought it was just like a joke. I thought you were just like fucking with me for the six months we talked about her. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You're gaslighting yeah. me. We were just looking for an excuse to make Naruto references. Uh, mm-hmm. um, okay, so what's the challenge? Okay, for, the, for Dawn? the challenge, and this would be the same one for any counselor from Portsmouth District Five. The Fear Factor challenge is to spend an hour talking to an unhoused person. Because mm. uh, that, I think, would be the greatest punishment of all time for these psychos that would literally love if a gigantic wave crashed upon Portsmouth <laughs> Olympic Harbor and washed all the houses out to sea. I mean, they do. They do say that they're they want to work on affordable housing. So, like, hopefully, yeah, but, affordable yeah. to who? <laughs> well, I would hope the unhoused community, but um, no, he's talking yeah, more another, students. Another challenge could be something to do with cruise ships. I don't know. What are yeah. they? Oh. Maybe just stuck on a cruise ship for a while. Yeah, like stuck That'd be on, interesting. Stuck on one of those COVID cruise ships from like 2021. Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. when there was like just COVID going rampant on the yeah. cruise ships, and they're like you can't get off. Like, yeah, oh I my think god, that's a good one. I agree with that. I'll co-sign. That's wild. Sorry, sorry, Don, to put you in that sitch. I am not. Don't build the cruise ship dock. Yeah. I, I guess it's too late. They're no, like tear, literally tear it already down. building it. No, but. tear it down. You can stop it. That'd be sick. You could totally stop that. That would actually be one of the greatest yeah. acts in Kingston history. <laughs> Don, I will personally sur- supply the you the C4 required. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're on to Trillium. Jesse, yeah. what are our numbers here? This one's interesting because there's one name that real Kingston heads might recognize. So, Trillium, just three people running. Honey Phillip, who got 100 votes. Rob Matheson, who got, oh, yeah. insultingly, 999 votes. Was that the incumbent, or do I just know him from something no, else? No, he's he's like an NDP guy. He's a taxi driver. <laughs> he's run for mayor a few times. Was he the city times. council before? Uh, I'm actually not sure if Rob Matheson was. Let me Because he, he drove cabs, and he's done a lot of work with the local NDP, and he's run for mayor a few times. No, I, yeah, I, I don't think he was the councillor no, before. because I, I voted like, for around. him to be mayor, because I hate Brian Patterson. But mm. Jimmy Hassan won with, like, double the vote count of mm. uh, Rob Matheson, so it was a very emphatic victory. Yeah. So, Jimmy Hassan owns a pizza pizza. Um, Wait. He, does he own the Pizza Pizza on, like, Princess and the Hub? Uh, no, no. He okay. owns one on Bath. Okay. Um, but he is an immigrant and is very, like, I've pulled myself up by the bootstraps kind Uh-oh. of guy. But he actually has, like, <laughs> he's obviously, like, yeah. he, he's, like, from, I think, Pakistan. And mm. um, he now owns a Pizza Pizza and seems pretty well that, off. That, um, that Pizza Pizza on Princess is, like, one of the PVP-enabled areas. Uh, I was- <laughs> Just a quick All note on, on the Princess Pizza Pizza. I literally watched the manager of the Princess Pizza Pizza roll down the window of his car and punch a girl in the face. 
And I, no. I am not kidding. I'll tell you. Okay, it's a quick story. Here's what it was. I was working at a bar, and uh, this girl and somebody I thought was her friend. That's a, that's a much longer story. We're, like, walking past the car, and the manager, who was sitting in his car after a shift, like, honked at these two girls, which is not cool. It's like, don't be a fucking piece of shit. So the one girl, like hit her hand on the on his window and was like hey like she was obviously drunk like mm-hmm. destroyed she's like hey that's fucked up you shouldn't do that and she like hit the window one more time and then he rolled down the window and cold cocked her directly in the oh face oh my god that's and then horrible sat in his car and didn't go anywhere so my boss called the cops and they arrested him and oh he was god. charged with assault cool because he just he just sat there in his car we're like is this guy like fucking stupid <laughs> he just sat there and then got arrested <laughs> wow it was oh my so god i'm glad it's not that pizza pizza because that one uh would you know the one on bath i'm sure is fine like it's probably not a fun place to be but dean is right the one on princess street more fights and like stabbings have happened there than almost anywhere else yeah so it's, it's, I, it's like, like a raid area in world of warcraft I got, I got like drunk chicken nuggets there once mm. and you expect like when you're really drunk like any fried food will do but oh my god they were horrible oh, like yeah. even drunk me was like what are these made of like these, and why are they little triangles i don't love it um but anyway so back to jimmy uh he also founded the canadian colors kingston foundation um which is an organization fo- focused on fostering and celebrating diversity in the city uh he also ran in 2018 but didn't win and he faced racism during the race oh. and he has posted on his website there's a quote through significant dedication he is leading an accomplished and fulfilling life jimmy thanks the city oh. for everything he has working tirelessly to make it a better place and to give back to every kingstonian which is pretty nice yeah He's also on the police services board uh, and used to be on the Kingston Area Taxi Commission. Oh, um, yes. Okay, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, we don't know what his role in the police services board is. I'm assuming he's not there to be like, defund the police. No. But also, I'm- He could I'm, be oversight. He's probably not there also to be like, I love the cops and they're no, perfect. he's like, probably he, like civilian yeah. oversight. That would yeah, make no, a lot of definitely. sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, so, I could see um, that. Um, he's also very philanthropic. He runs a lot of community programming. Um, he wants to develop enterprises in the city, quote, especially towards clinics, services, manufacturing, oh. distribution, and warehousing. Clinics. So he's a big... Yeah, the clinics I found weird. But, that's a, that's, um, like, it's a good idea, but it's just very strange in comparison to all the other, like, industrial priorities. Yeah, so, he, yeah, it seems very, like, industrial, but also it's always, like... I'm going to create enterprises or, like, look into programs that do this rather than Mm. just, like, I'm going to focus on manufacturing. But, like, yeah, whatever. To each their own. Um, Well, I guess, obviously, making an industrial city is a pretty big commitment. I should probably have an opinion on it. But um, I don't know. Jobs, I guess. Um, But you don't want to I would love if there was any amount of industry in this country. (laughs) This is, like, this is not a very well-formed opinion on my end. But um, if I... I don't think it's a wrong or ill-conceived notion to think that we should be able to make the things that we need here. Like vaccines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like like fucking vaccines yeah. to, to, at the very minimum. Yeah. But he yeah. seems like totally inoffensive. I, I really don't have no, a problem No, yeah, with totally. Him. Like, other than being like a small business owner, but like, yeah. you know, I can't even be mad at him. At <laughs> Honestly, time, seems really nice. If you're an immigrant that's a small business owner, I actually, you have less heat with me. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, I know. Yeah, manufacturing is interesting because 
you're totally right. Like you just need, you need manufacturing for the things that we use and then you don't have to like offshore. You just need to like actually regulate it so it doesn't become like a mm. milk factory situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he wants to, um, but then, yeah, follow up, follow up for that is advertise and ease limitations for businesses, which mm. Jimmy, no, <laughs> don't ease the limitations. Um, but then following paragraph starts with the worker is the most important person in the city (laughs) so i'm like what's going on here Um, perfectly liberal like perfect centrist you know politics they're all like that it's whatever yeah i'm fiscally conservative and socially liberal um he wants to develop educational and career building programs and encourage students to stay after graduating from queens and slc is a very common theme Mm -hmm. also to all the candidates everyone's like we need the queen's students to stay but I would also argue that we but need to they stop hate us. berating them, them because, like, yeah. literally, yeah, they, they, they want to round us up in camps and shoot us dead. Yeah. But as soon as we graduate, then, then please stay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then please keep spending money. Here. It's so yeah. interesting. Like, and if you want people to want to stay in Kingston, like, you need to foster. Like, I understand you don't want them breaking stuff and being annoying cetera, but also like they're annoying. fuck off but like we need to build a two-way relationship like townies need to also if you want people to stay and create a young vibrant city yeah. like you need to all you need not to have a like voodoo each other. doll also, of a kid in a fucking striped like rugby yeah, sweater we've said this like literally one million times but if you want the students to respect the city you need to make them feel a part of the city. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know it's not all on the community. The students are annoying and rich little For bums sure. sometimes. Absolutely. But like, you know, it's a two-way street. And you know what's what a good saying. part of that? Uh, sort of bridging that gap? CFRC, folks. That's true, That's right? actually true. That, like, not <laughs> even a joke. I genuinely no. think no, that CFRC I, is no, like true. the bridge between towny life and campus life. Yep, yeah. yep that's accurate. I, I like really it. will not dispute that. I, I have a fear factor challenge for Jimmy. Oh, wait, I have, like, just two more things. Okay, okay. Okay, so, again, with the safe intersections, accessible housing, um, he's also received a bunch of, like, citizenship awards from the city for being, like, a good person. And I also wanted to read this um, nice quote, which is, my world is centered around my beautiful wife and three amazing sons. And I just love everybody's website being like, I love my beautiful wife. (laughs) Uh, Pretty cute. Uh, And then he also recently, or last year, he posted a blurry photo of Zelensky on Facebook, which I just found funny. That Uh, is Actually, most of them have, like... (laughs) Ukraine stuff on their profiles, mm. obviously. Um, they all want to give money to Ukraine. <laughs> and then City spending. Also, one year ago on his Facebook page, he posted about donating pizza lunches, and someone commented with a GIF, uh, and the GIF had the text, you're the super one, super plus even, uh, which I don't know if they meant it to like mean this, but it has a picture of a bloody tampon on the GIF, <laughs> and what? it's a reference to like super plus tampons. Um, it's like a Kotex. That's immigrant ad. excellence. And I was like, it, it, like, <laughs> it just it, it made me feel like I love municipal politics, man. The fact that they can like post stuff and people accidentally comment like you are a tampon on their yeah. post trying to like support them. Well, yeah, no, like, that's it, so cute. It's like clear that it's like that person probably you know English may not be their first language and they're they're offering their support. Or the they want to call them a tampon. Like that I could don't know. Yeah. So my fear factor challenge is simply running the pizza pizza on Princess Street instead of the one on back. Oh, yeah, just taking on a worse pizza pizza. <laughs> a much worse pizza pizza. <laughs> All right, District 7, Kings Court Rito. Bunch of people. Uh, inc- so, Keaton Zandbergen, 
probably good they only got 61 votes. That name does not inspire confidence. Uh, then you had Joseph Dowser, or as I call him, Joseph Bowser. I was just going right. to say, wow, rhymes yeah. with Bowser. Tom, okay. Tom Gingrich, Michael Judd, Daryl McIntosh. But the winner, with 800 votes, so almost double his second place. Sorry, 800 votes? Yep. Yep, he won with 800? He had oh 800 gosh. votes. He Voting won by about great. 400. That's so wild. Brandon Tozo, or Tazo. I never know. Yeah, I don't know either. And I worked with him. So Tazo, yeah. Pretty crazy that I don't know. But yeah, he always seemed... I didn't... I don't know him that well, but we worked together and he always seemed yeah, really I, nice. Yeah, I like Brandon. He he did a lot of work with Ian Arthur. The That's like a lot of these wow. people have worked with Ian Arthur. Mm-hmm. Or just him and actually one other person, but you know. Yeah. Um, That's a so lot. He, <laughs> yeah, two out of our 12 counselors <laughs> yeah. worked in Ian Arthur's office, so... Yeah, I, um, I'm just... I'm really... I'm happy with Brandon generally, because like, I feel like he's got a lot on his plate with like, you know, U.S. politics... Mm-hmm. Uh, and like all of that, like you, know, like that seems like a really hard job. Like the most powerful person um, in the world. Yeah, let's get some. Let's go, Brandon. Let's get some encouragement. For yeah. Him. Uh, okay. Yeah. Could you? Could could I get a Let's Go Brandon? Megan, from Megan, Megan, you have a choice. You can say either Let's Go Brandon or you can say an Italian slur about his last name. I just said the phrase you want me to say, yeah, but, but you guys were again. talking, so it's hard to clip. So let's, let's keep it like that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Brandon is family and community. A family and community minded progress. <laughs> Um, I would change my name if I was yeah. <laughs> in your 30s. If, yeah. if there's anyone listening yeah. whose name is Brandon, like, yeah. consider, like, yeah. is this joke going to get old in two years? No. <laughs> is it going to stay relevant forever? Yeah, Brandon is the new Obama. You know, it's, yeah, it's that's synonymous. Right. It's yeah, imagine if name. your legal name was Obungler. Yeah. It would feel bad. Um, this is a quote from his website Brandon is an active labor rights leader and community volunteer in King's Court. Rito. You're still laughing about Brandon. Oh my gosh. It's, it's like funny. It's Pavlovian. Anytime I hear Brandon, I just laugh. Sorry, keep going. Uh, he is a public servant, labor activist, and political studies <laughs> professor. True. This actually kills me. Like, he has a job, and he teaches at SLT, and now he's a counselor, and he's a father. So another one of, like, taking a page from Wendy's book of just yeah. doing everything. Well, um, being a father and being a teacher basically not a job super easy okay sounds good the only thing that's easier is being like a single father of a child with a learning disability or well okay (laughs) well even easier than that though is being a single mother yeah yeah especially if you're working three jobs yeah yeah easy peasy lemon (laughs) squeezy that's it that's right um so when he is not with his family or working brandon is the current president of the local public service union president Opsu four six eight. Yeah, oh, he, he is the he was my guy. union representative yeah. and um, is a member of the King's Court Association. Uh, he also has a PhD in political studies from Queens, yep. and it says on his website he worked with the U.S. Department of State. I just mm. put a question mark because I was like, Yeah, what? I don't like that. Um, I'm not saying it's evil. I was just like so confused. It no, just, I don't but, like that. I don't think there's a non-evil way to work with the Department. Of, like that's not good. I don't uh, like that. I'm sure uh, it was just like an intern role, but still. Yeah. Um. So his priorities are traffic calming, improving parks, supporting community gardens, protecting mm. environments, and infrastructure improvements. And he also wants balanced development he wants affordable housing and keeping the character um in the developments that kingston does so i think that's pretty good like yeah actually he he is like i I do i have met him a couple times and like i do like brandon tazo he's a good he's a good choice 
Yeah, yeah. And um, so it says stable housing for unhoused population and improving city accessibility. And he describes mm-hmm. himself as a generally a Jack Layton New Democrat. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, I would say Brandon is my fave of these people. I sort of agree with like, yeah. most he's, of the He's actually he believes, so. a good candidate. Like, genuinely, we are laughing because his name is Brandon. And Not even candidate say, anymore. Now oh, yeah. he's yeah. a counselor. And, and he, was a pre- he was president. So, yes, that is funny yeah. for very insular reasons, very incellular reasons. But <laughs> he he is. I do like Brandon. And uh, what would be the fear factor challenge, Megan? You worked with him. What What do you think would like oh gosh, get his I goat? Don't know. Um, he has to go to the malt shop. <laughs> no, he like would love that. That's you not get, scary. Like, candy? <laughs> he has to. He has oh. to drive a very small car. One, one last showdown with soda pop. Yeah. One One last showdown with corn pop. Oh, corn pop. Yeah. That was his fucking yeah. name. Brandon, we sentence you to a one on one knife fight by the pool. <laughs> corn pop. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Meadowbrook Strathcona is Jeff McLaren yeah. again. Um, he's been there. I, I don't remember what we said about him, but I'm sure a million episodes ago yeah. we had lots to say. The, the second place person, Michael Murphy, no relation to Colleen Murphy or Sean Murphy, who ran for school trustee. A lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot of mix in this election. <laughs> um, and then for Williamsville, we have Vince, Vincent Sinani. It literally has the pronunciation on his website. And I'm still doing. Can it I wrong. just? Can I tell you my favorite? favorite name out of the out of the group yeah so here's here's the here's the vote breakdown because this vote breakdown also makes me laugh uh annette burfoot was closest she finished with 579 votes uh after that we had ian clark who was 218 selena chiari or chiari but my favorite name with 10 votes rob fonger (laughs) <laughs> Rob Fonger. Ten votes. Dang. He got ten votes. Well, Rob Fonger is the get. name of a guy that you meet at a bar who tells you an insane story that you don't believe, but you mm-hmm. repeat to everyone you ever meet after mm-hmm. that point. Yeah. I so wish you like, Where did you hear that? Oh, you know, Rob Fonger. I wish he got one more vote so I could say Fonger 11. (laughs) 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 Couldn't do it. Um, Okay, so uh, Vincent Chinani, sorry, Chinani, is um, a senior web developer at a locally run IT company, and he's worked there for 23 years. Oh, my God. Which is so long. This guy's been doing internet stuff before they invented it. Pre-Y2K. Pretty cool. He has a nice picture of his wife and son on his website. He also volunteers with the Memorial Center's Farmer's Market. Oh, okay. Also, I just got to apologize in advance. I started running out of time, and I have less about the next three people. That's fine. Um, So it says his three most... Uh, most pressing pressing issues for him locally is housing affordability because many people have been priced out of the housing market Correct. and yeah. fi- finding a new place to rent is an impossible task. Um, mm-hmm. Neighborhood safety, um, there is too much speeding. Um, okay. yep. The bike lane conditions and um, sidewalk okay. conditions are horrible. Yes, and He's some right. areas are in need of lighting at night. Okay, and we- Williamsville. He's a hundred percent correct. Like that's mm. actually super true. Mm. And then uh, he says, we need growth to keep taxes down. We need to make sure we have good paying jobs here in Kingston and that we support our local businesses to grow and succeed. Pressing issues in his district, he says, just neighborhood safety, speeding, uh, roads, sidewalks, bike lanes. And he says he's on lots of boards and that he's very accessible, approachable, kind, and he loves to help others. Um, 
That's like what. Yeah. That's how you describe a child in kindergarten. <laughs> and what nice I also teacher feedback. liked is that yeah, um, his website has all of the things that the uh, municipal government is responsible for, so that people know what they're voting for, okay. which is really nice. Like he just lists all the the tasks of city council, and his Instagram is pretty fun. He does a lot of like filters and different like borders on his photos. We love to see it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I couldn't find that much about him, but he sounds fine. Uh, he sounds fine. I mean, he's an IT guy from pre-Y2K, so that in and of itself is quite interesting. Um, His Fear Factor Challenge, got two words for you. Rob Fonger, that's it. Yeah. Oh, okay, (laughs) yeah. yeah. You know what it means, Rob. I know you're listening. And I do, yeah. I I like his, like, bike lanes in the... the, Yeah, um, actually, what he's saying is, like, accurate to his district like yeah and the and the farmer's market is great so yep i do love williamsville is where i lived for a long time Mm -hmm. and like that that um thing is great and i originally when i saw that he had won i was like where's our guy but then i realized he was running for school trustee and now Uh, i'm forgetting his name what the heck is his name uh, but he won oh jim uh, jim neal yeah i was gonna Um, say yeah who was east yeah so because i was like oh i like jim neal and did he like lose but no he won he he was running for a different thing that's the only trustee i kind of want to talk about which we'll end off on because we'll talk about council but that's the only trustee race that's worth discussing um okay so then for sydenham we have connie glenn yeah literally the Im- just- incumbent oh, sorry. peter stroud i know i was so surprised bye, like, sweetie very I, feel like, I don't know dean only feels that way because they had a bad personal interaction with that's him. true but actually like a lot of um community organizations and like um like ndp-esque style things i follow we're recommending voting for yeah, him so i, I was like that. surprised that he lost but Anyway, Connie Glenn, um, I don't know very much about her either. I'm so sorry. But her website is purple, which gives me pause because PPC. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure good. it's not her fault. Or it could be autism be awareness. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. Is there a puzzle piece anywhere? Yeah. It, there is, but it's it says uh, Queen Romana on it. So you got to figure <laughs> that one out. She actually has um, two, like things on her website two different columns one for students and one for residents which like you could say is like separating them and is bad but honestly i feel like that's really interesting because she's in sydenham and that's where all the students vote so like that totally makes sense to like target them directly and then say like and a lot of her focus on the resident side is their relationship with queen students because yeah Mm -hmm. like most of the people in that riding are students Mm -hmm. um so talking about like like their relationship with landlords um she wants to support licensing landlords to improve student housing conditions and maintenance which i yeah i've never really thought about that issue before but yeah, i don't know I how do you guys feel like do you think actually, that makes sense honestly putting more regulation in it's never a bad thing to have more regulation with people like fucking landlords yeah i so, agree you know I what think that's kind of interesting yeah i think that's fine um, yeah, she wants to protect and support uh, shared community spaces and the environment. She wants to uh, advocate for increased mental health support services. And that's on the student side, which I think is totally important because I think mm-hmm. mental health is kind of hard to access at Queens. Um, oh, fuck. It's terrible. And Yeah. And um, foster positive relationships between residents and students with a good neighbors initiative, which is just what we were talking about. So, mm-hmm. like, that seems pretty good. Um, she wants to increase leisure spaces. Um, so yeah, that seems like overall, again, like, no, no one that was like, I'm a communist one, but like, I, I like municipal politics and I think that everybody seems dedicated and I 
sort of liked everybody as I was reading about them. Um, and, oh, but she says here she wants to deter excessive partying. Connie, don't That's be a buzzkill. <laughs> you also, Con- like, totally would have who, to say that to be elected yeah. in that room. Because well, all the yeah. people that live there that aren't students would be like... <clears throat> yeah, no. If, if I was running in that district, I would definitely say, like, I will crucify, like, every fifth queen student. <laughs> and then just not do it. Because I don't think the queen students vote that much. Because you're not allowed years. to actually crucify no, she, people. No, she's going to have the, the reason lottery. I wouldn't do it. The lottery from New Vegas. <laughs> Yahoo! It is my lucky day! <laughs> uh, um, yeah, she's on the board of public health for KFLNA, um, and she's an educator. Hmm. Um, she, I don't think she's a PBC gal. She just likes purple. She just likes purple. Which is a good totally color. Totally fair. Also, yeah, oh, like... It- it could also be QP Union. I de- actually, that probably is what it is. If she's an educator, purple is like the QP Union color. Yeah, I, she also could just like purple. I honestly don't know. Well, but, it's one yeah. of three things. One of four things. It's either autism, PPC, QP, <laughs> or she just likes purple. And three of those are good. Yeah, I guess so. Um, oh, she wants to uh, have indoor year-round farming businesses such as hydroponics. Dean, you love hydroponics. I do. I'm a big proponent of hydroponics, mostly for weed. Oh. Far out, man. This is our That's kind right. of candidate. <laughs> Was that a bong noise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. If that's that's what every bong sounds like, famous. That's right. Yeah. So you know what? Yeah, Connie, tentative thumbs up. Yeah, I would have to read more. I can't even read the whole website right now, so sorry if she says somewhere on this yeah. website, like, I actually hate this minority group of people, and then I'm, like, you know, being a dum-dum for not reading yeah. it. But yeah. overall, it seems good. Big big thumbs up for, for Khan Jr. Yeah. She's from Laos, yeah. so she's allowed to say whatever she wants about minority groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, though. Hopefully. Hopefully. I haven't what, read the whole what's, website. What's her fear factor? Do you have one, Megan, or do you do you want me to spin um, a web? I uh, I feel like the fear factor thing would have to just be something involving like a battle between a townie and a student, and she has to like stop it ooh, somehow with ooh, her bare hands. That's actually know. better than what I had, so I, yeah. I I support that. She has to yeah. conf- cons- like confront a horse slapper or something, yeah. or, or it's like her her fear factor is just being at homecoming, <laughs> 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 having to walk yeah. around. Honestly, that might be the hardest one. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then last, we yeah. have uh, Mr. Last Mr. and least. Well, we're not even last because we're not talking about Pittsburgh, which no. is someone that's already like an yeah. incumbent. Um, but for Kingstown, we have Gregory Ridge. So yeah. what are the numbers like? So Gregory Ridge won by, like, he had more votes than both of his opponents combined. He had over 1,200 votes. His next closest had 352. What's funny is that Keith Below and Alexandra Liu split the vote, where Alexandra Liu had 350 and Keith Below had 352. Oh, wow. I've never seen, like, literally two votes difference between second and third. I'm just, sorry, I just want to Google um, where Kingstown is, because... Oh, Kingstown, yeah, is like Skeleton Park um, and the Inner Harbor. It's like oh, all yes. of the Inner Harbor, basically. That's a tough district. There's there's a lot going on. Yeah, they yeah. need a lot. Like, there, there needs to be more funding allocated there, to be frank with you. Yeah. Um, so, this guy looks literally exactly like Mr. Schuster from Glee. Mm. You need to Google a picture and tell me if I'm right. Uh, I, I did, and it just said I'm gay, so... 
Oh. I don't know. I feel like Google's gotten a lot more hateful since. I, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I, again, have almost nothing on him. I'm so sorry. Um, he says he's lived in the Kingstown district for 20 years. Wow. A lot of them have lived here like Life five sentence. ever. Pretty good. Oh, he's currently completing his professional master's in public administration oh. at Queens. I don't know about uh, that. So public administration seems relevant. Now he's like in city council. So his strategic priorities are increasing the municipal stock of affordable housing. Yay. Uh, protecting the environment and increasing sustainability in the city's policy decisions and operations. Increasing funding for social services provided by the city and protecting and increasing funds for the arts and cultural initiatives, which is so great, especially because he covers a lot of downtown. Like, arts funding is super interesting and happy. And he um, is also the one that worked in Ian Arthur's office mm. uh, for the past four years as his constituency assistant and interim legislative assistant. Um, so he ran the free low-income tax clinic. Oh, yeah. And yeah, can't find too much about him, um, but he posts his baby sometimes on is Facebook. It, is it ugly or is it like cute? No, it's quite cute. Okay, actually. all right. It's a That's a good baby. sign. All right. Uh, yeah, that is a good sign. If you have an ugly baby, not voting for you. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I'd be like, look, <laughs> something's going wrong here. Either you don't fuck good. That's actually how it works. If you have a cute baby, it's because you fuck good. Yeah. And if you don't, it's because you've been cursed. Yeah, so he says um, his... Uh, Three most pressing issues are affordable housing, increased funding for social services, and strengthening municipal environmental policies. They really, so again, like, all of them are literally the same. Social um, services really really needs to be higher, given some of the client, like some of the struggles that district has. Like that yeah. should need that needs to be number one, buddy. I'm sorry, like that. Well, needs but affordable housing is number one, and that's uh, like also yeah. so much of. I would class that issues into are because though. Okay, well, then it is at number one. Um, because also so much of, like, uh, systemically community issues come from mm-hmm. the fact that, like, Housing people don't have a, a home base. Like, mm-hmm. you can't, like, apply for jobs or do anything if you don't have a home. So, like, yeah, I feel like he's valid. Uh, he seems also fine. Uh, nothing bad to say about Gregory. Uh, what's the fear, fa- fear factor challenge? Hmm. Uh, I mean, he's he's lived in his district for 20 years. That, in and of itself is quite challenging. Like mm. a lot of kids I work with come from that area and they have a very difficult community that they live in. So my mm. hat is off to anybody that is willing to put that work in. Cause it's, it's a community that really needs it. So uh, he's already accomplished this fear factor challenge of actually living and wanting to stay and improve that community. So good for him. Yeah. 20 years is interesting too, because I feel like a lot of people are moving there now because it's yep. getting gentrified and yep. it is like actually a really nice no, place he's to, an OG. Live, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I don't know if 20 years ago that was the case. Or well, his like, fear factor of- could be living with all the gentrifiers. <laughs> um, parts of the Inner Harbor, I feel like have always been kind of nice and then mm-hmm. parts are like more, you know, like have mm-hmm. more issues. So yeah, I used to, I used to live I don't know. in that area as well. And it's, yeah. It definitely has shifted a great deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, very quickly, the only trustee, so school trustee, very important position. In the United States, we see that it's like all filled by QAnon psychopaths now. And uh, we nearly had one of those here in Kingston. Ooh. So Joyce McLeod Kane was mm-hmm. running in the Kings Court, Rideau, and Williamsville area against 
former counselor Megan, Jim Neal. And thankfully, Jim Neal would win that by about 500 votes. But Joyce McLeod Kane is one of the biggest pieces of shit in the city. (laughs) She was (laughs) fired from the Limestone District School Board for being homophobic, for targeted harassment of a union leader, for uh, just being, like, really bad towards children. At the council meeting, she said that she is a sweet old granny who works with developmentally disabled children, or, and this is her direct words, so pardon me saying this mentally retarded kids oh my god uh and she was fired and she got a question about like how can we trust you to make like positive relationships with your colleagues when you were fired for harassing one of your colleagues at a school and her response was oh i bet the labor board submitted that question (laughs) (laughs) and she said she's like i don't care if people get offended by me like just a real big fucking gross piece of shit so i was shocked and horrified well not shocked but horrified to see she got 1200 votes or something wow but i was delighted to see that she lost Taking it home, unfortunately, our mayor still, Brian Patterson. I, I don't I don't really want to put you in the hot seat too much here, Jesse, but could you explain to A our listeners and B your constituency mm-hmm. as to why you failed to run for mayor? This oh year? yeah uh basically i it's forgot yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> i was like look i gotta do me i, I wrestle i gotta do yeah me. like i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to get paid i'm trying to get laid you know you know what i'm saying was that like a island boys you know, no I, no they're I, not on speaking terms anymore so I will, <laughs> yeah, i'm true. not gonna put salt in that wound no i just uh also realizing that it would ruin my life once again they there's like literally <laughs> hundreds of hours of me being unable to run for mayor so yeah that is true yeah brother all you had to say is i'm trying to get laid yeah i just go up there i, I should have run just to be like look at this fucking pussy <laughs> just like, berating my opponent but i uh, would not have been hired or been able to be hired for a job that I actually want where I make a meaningful difference in the community. Wow. So that um, uh, we opted Jesse out. is a wage cuck. You yeah, absolutely. Although I will be going on strike soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, folks, by the time this airs, it'll be less than a week until QP, the Canadian Union of Public Employees. QP? I thought yeah. it was QP. No, QP <laughs> is slated to go on strike. So, in the education context, that is administrators, custodians, and EAs, educational assistants. There will be more details next week once we actually get to an official strike status about where you can go to show support. I will be providing that information to you. But uh, just be aware that some of the most important and underrated parts of the education system are not going to continue to put up with fucking Stephen Leach and Pig Ford's bullshit. And uh, obviously, if you are a member of QP and you're listening to this, solidarity, my brother and sister, I will be right beside you. And I encourage our listeners, I'll have more details next week, if you have a chance to go and just say hi to the picket lines, maybe, you know... Grab a sign, bring some coffee, bring some donuts. We would certainly appreciate it because we are trying to advocate for better, safer schools and a working wage for workers all across Canada, but especially right now in the education sector. Woo, snaps all around. Yeah. 
more details on that next week. Like, genuinely. I have a lot to say about it, and it will be, I think, pretty interesting. But I think that's it. This is a nice little longer, little longer episode here. Yeah, yeah. well, last week we only released, like, 40 minutes. Ah, see, this is like... I guess we owed him a lot. This will be, like, 65, 70, somewhere in that range. Unless I cut out everything both of you say, and it's just all me talking. Okay, that would be a dream for the listeners. Don't don't (laughs) act like that's a punishment. That's all they want. I'm going to start telling people that I'm 65 uncut now. Well, Mm -hmm. all right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.